This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes-Dons. Well, I think the, the first home game out of a pretty crucial three home games coming up in the league anyway for MK-Dons uh, ended a draw against Burton. But, you know, I think anyone that actually went to that game will sort of say to you that it should have been, well, a bit more than that. Um, and I think that result kind of sort of sparked to us in between the three of us before I introduced the guys that we just wanted to have like a a general reflection on what the hell's going on again. Um, it feels like we're having one of these every other week at the moment. That's how, that's how bad it is on the pitch at the moment, which is uh, difficult. But um, before we get into all of that, I'll introduce the gents on the call. Um, Ross, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing all well and fine, thanks. Good stuff. And Joe, how about yourself? Yeah, can't complain, can't complain. Good stuff, good stuff. And... I mean, yeah, let's get straight into it. I know we've we've got a list of topics that we want to chat about tonight uh, in terms of just the football side of things, potentially the non-football side of things, and, you know, a, a bit about just the short-term future of the club because, well, I think I think from our perspective and the majority of fans' perspective, it's, uh, it's getting a little bit concerning now. And, you know, it, I suppose I'll just go into my thoughts on it all straight away because um, the way we've got it all set up on here, I... I wouldn't be shocked if a change is due soon. Um, I've been, I've sort of looking back in the last time I was sort of thinking about um, when we played the likes of Wickham, um, I think it was Plymouth and Peterborough and that, that sort of uh, spell of games where we, you're sort of looking at the team from last season and sort of saying, oh, these, these are, these are the games where we were competing against these teams last year. So it kind of gave you a direct comparison as to how we were playing. And then obviously we, pretty much lost the majority of those games and I think the the past couple of fixtures and the next ones coming up sorry it's a button Fleetwood Forest Green those are the, this is another period for me where we're sort of comparing how we stack up against teams in and around us and and what I heard on Saturday from the minimal bits I saw so I wasn't at the game unfortunately um I just didn't 
I didn't get much inspiration from it. And I think, again, I, I mentioned the point two months ago about patience versus perseverance. And I think the club is very much persevering about everything right now, whether that be on the pitch, off the pitch, or commercially. Um, obviously, you see the attendance from the weekend. You know, it's not exactly a massive horde of fans coming to the stadium at the moment. And that's going to impact ticket sales at the Leicester game, for example. And yeah, everything's not in a good state. And I don't know how long or how long the club can afford to just keep keep on keeping on, if that makes any sense. And I I mean, let, let's say we don't get many points from Fleetwood and Forest Green. I will be very shocked if there's not a change after that period, especially with January around the corner. I know I've been saying on this podcast quite a few times that January isn't really a, a sort of a... I sort of restart because it isn't. I think the summer's it maybe the next summer summer after that, the next summer is a reset, really, like a full reset. But I think it gives them a potentially a some of people a chance to have their little sway on things. And I, I said a, a fresh start could be a good thing, but at the moment I'm just not seeing a lot from probably for a few months to be fair, this this Liam Manning team that it's gonna, it's gonna turn around quickly. And that's a shame. And I know Liam mentions about the team being at an early stage and but I, I just don't feel we can afford to keep going like this much longer. And I think I'll end on this point, actually. I was watching um, Ryan Tafsadi's YouTube channel. So Ryan Tafsadi is obviously Wickham centre-back. Um, and he was in his vlog about the MK game. He was chatting about how when he came to Don's for the playoff game, so that game was harder than when he played against Man City away uh, in the season this season, I believe. So we've gone from in the space of what about... What, six months or so um, to be basically being I could be a tougher game than Man City. I know the occasion was a playoff semi-final, etc. But competing with the best club in the country to being well, the chance if we say if we lose on Saturday, being the bottom of League One. So, in for something to go that bad in the space of essentially six months is really, really damning. And I don't think anyone, no matter what position in the club, can come out of this in a good light and that's a real shame um because of well i think our relationship with them is fairly good on the whole but sometimes you just gotta you know just be truthful and sort of see situations it is and not try and sugarcoat over it and uh the situation is a it's a pretty bad one so yeah my thoughts on it all um ross what's your general thoughts we getting some more just general topics i suppose um Obviously, it's a negative one, I think. Um, at the moment, it feels like we're taking two steps forward, um, one step forward and two steps um, back at the moment in terms of everything. Um, and I think what the real shame was for me on Saturday was the fans. Um, in that last probably about 10, 15 games this season, the home form and uh, or the away support, home and away support, it seemed to be getting better and I was seeing faces which I've never seen before and yes you do get that part of when you win games you draw more people in but I was seeing a lot more of the younger generation um, trying to get the atmosphere going at games and on Saturday it really was an eye-opener because of I'm not gonna lie to you it was pretty much soulless it was there was nothing going in the crowd and do I really blame him from the performance? Probably not, but I just think that just states where we are at, at the moment. 
Um, we're not going anywhere forward at the moment. Um, and as I say, it's, it's you can look at the table and say, we're only going one way. And I agree with you, uh, Liam, in terms of time is running out and I, I'm not one to call for a manager's head. I, I, and I'll stick by that and say, I don't want him gone because of, at the end of the day, I've, I've we've seen what he can do, but at the, at this current time, um, yeah, he's, he's, we're approaching January now, and how long further can we say? Oh, well, we've put a positive performance against Plymouth or Peterborough. That that's all we're clinging on to at the moment, and I feel like that's a bit of lost hope, if you ask me, um, because of yes, we did give Plymouth a game, um, Peterborough less so, but. If we just go on to obviously Burton, I know we're going to touch upon it later on, but we literally showed next to nothing. We we're just crossing the ball and Burton was dealing with it. And yes, yeah, it's a massive shame at the moment. And with obviously Sweeting being at, coming in and Crampton coming in, and then obviously we had a new restructure of the club. It felt like the club was going in a positive direction, but at the moment it's it's not looking like that for sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants Manning to go in per se. I just it feels like to me that I don't really know how much choice they've got left. If they actually are serious about getting out of the situation and you know, for all we know, they could turn it around against Burton. I'm oh, sorry, not Burton, Fleetwood and Forest Green and even beat Leicester, for example. Who knows? Like a, a Leicester team who probably haven't got their first eleven at full strength. Um but I mean, I've not seen anything this season really to sort of suggest that happening. And hey, by all means, if that happens, happy days. I'll put my hands up and apologise 10 times over, but I can't see it right now. Um, Joe, what about yourself, mate? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's one of just sort of just a bit meh at the moment. It's not, it's, it's weird because it's not even at the point where it's particularly toxic. It's just people just losing interest. And this and 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 as as Ross mentioned, yeah, there was loads of new faces, but a lot of people that I've known that have been coming to games for years, you know, now there's other things going on in their lives. You know, they've got might have kids or they're doing stuff with a partner, and it's just at the moment it just seems like there's nothing for them to really get inspired about. So, you know, off the field issues as well. I think people are becoming disillusioned with the club. Um, you know, we've mentioned, we've we've heard about stuff to do with the club store and things like that. And I think when people have got that sort of attitude where, right, well, we're not particularly interested about going to the stage and making an atmosphere. We just want to turn up at 2.55, go to the bar at, you know, 2.40. Um, and, you know, I include myself in this as well, you know. I, I do include myself in it because it's, you know, it, Lewington's, we, I remember last season we'd be getting to games at two o'clock we'd be having a couple of beers at Lewington's you know you and then the whole you know you, you're getting in 10 minutes early so you can get your seat and all stuff like this but nowadays it's I think it's just a case of rocking up and you're rocking up and tr trying to get through it sort of thing and you know it, we were bad under Nielsen we were bad and it was toxic but the attendances were higher than what they are now it was it, the home fans were in the 5,000s for a league game you know, that's not great. 
and I'm not going to criticize anyone because I understand reasons why I'm and you know I've perhaps I've still been there but have I been there in the same spirit and you know really raring to go no (laughs) you know I've I've you know it was for instance a couple of games where uh, I think it was the the Newport County one like you know I I had to work but I mean you know if I really wanted to if it was if this was six months ago I might have come in work an hour earlier so I could leave an hour early but now I'm at, I was at the point where I'm like I'm just you know I'm just going to work you know get my work done sort of thing so I think it's just a lot of um, not falling out of love with the club but just it's just not a happy place and I think that you know okay it does the pit on the pitch doesn't help but I think off the pitch stuff it's sort of when both aren't great then that's when you've got an issue if there's problems at the bar if like last season the bars were crap but we were still going there and you know there's a feel-good factor around the place um and so it's it's, it's just um yeah just everything just seems a bit meh at the moment and and it's weird because there's not sort of one thing that you can even really pin it on and especially with the on-field performances, you know, we against Burton, just for instance, we barely gave them a sniff, and we were probably on top without creating any major chances. Let's be let that be said, and then we just give away a stupid penalty, and all of a sudden they've got a massive chance of scoring, which they do. Second half, we are all over them, but we're not actually challenging the goal as such you know in terms of touches in the box in terms of crosses in terms of um you know the threat which we showed is the best game of the season but we had three shots on target from that you know Louis, ba- Louis Barry and Nathan Holland must have had about 10 crosses combined you know from from the touchline not from like out deep and swinging a hopeful ball in and it just there was no cutting edge not not clinical enough and there was no sort of invention. It was just very telegraphed and Burton were quite happy to let us do that. And I think it's just one of them where it's just like, some, you know, something's got to give at this point, um, whether that be managers, whether that be new players. But then, you know, as we've said before, there, well, there's issues with just signing a load of new players because we've already got one of the biggest, bigger squads in League One. You know, we've got four or five strikers, first team strikers. People want might want a new striker, but you've got Will Grigg, Moisa, Coyote, Dennis, all on the books. You, and then wingers, we've got four or five wingers. We've got five central midfielders. So it's just, um, there's just a lot of things that are just sort of up in the air at the moment. And I think we just need a bit of stability. We need some good performances. We need some, just a bit of positivity, you know, because I think if that's, you know, that Portsmouth performance, we said, you know, there was glimmers in that. Okay, it was littered with mistakes, but those glimmers. But how for how long can we live off those glimmers of hope? I kind of forget that your regular um, Don's like Saturday home game only to say this season hasn't seen us win a league game or a game at all this season. Because well, I already went at home. Court Vale. Yeah, was two, midweek. And it yeah. was a it was midweek. A long range effort. Mm. Yeah, a long so, range effort and a and a set piece. So it wasn't as if we were pulling them apart because they yeah, may yeah, actually exactly. had the better of it. So yeah, if you're like, say, if you're like just a Saturday home goer to eight Dons every weekend, you've not seen this win a game this year. So like, why, why in the hell would you come, um, especially on a on a World Cup weekend to watch a team you haven't seen win all season, potentially get a win? It's just yeah, and, and you're right, you know. I, but I think I think the one thing for me that I do think that Winkerman is right about in a sense is that. 
there's no there's no there's no real point in investing in off the field stuff if on the field is as bad as it is. You you have to the on the field for me should be driving the off the field. Uh, many people will disagree with that and that and that's fine. Um, but from a business point of view, he's not going to invest millions of pounds into the club shop or a a b c d whatever it is if they're sitting in the relegation zone. Like it's not going to happen. They haven't won a home, oh, probably they haven't won a home game all season in the league. So you're just not going to do that realistically. What does that? What does it benefit you? Um, you're already losing money from it. So why would you lose more money? I, but yeah, it's a very difficult spot. Um, and that's why something needs to change now. Whether well, I don't care what it is, it makes it positive. But yeah, it needs to start now really. Um, I know you boys have chatted about Burton uh, in terms of chance creation. Um, Joe, I know you had, I know this is mainly your point in terms of, you know, are we sort of creating enough as a team? And, you know, when we do create enough, is it bad finishing and letting us down? So do you want to lead your sort of section on chance creation? Yeah, I think, I guess this is just sort of just assessing what's actually going on because we've, 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 it's pretty much well known that we're one of the lowest, I think it's only one, only more come below us in terms of XG creating. And, but when I actually look at recent games, you know, I think back to Derby or Cheltenham, Wickham and Burton, especially those games, you know, we had more of the ball and we had it in better positions than we did earlier in the season. And I think that that is a positive in itself. However, when it gets to the final third, it's just, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, you know, three shots on target out of 18 shots taken. Um, I think, is it poor shot selection? Or is it that the chances actually that are being created are, aren't are good enough? It's such a weird conundrum because we, we, we get into those areas of the pitch, which is almost, you could argue, that is actually the hardest part. Um, and I know that Manning has actually, you know, he's actually mentioned before about how he wants to give players the freedom to be able to make their own choices. However, you know, I remember under Russ, it might have been at times, very much um, choreographed the attacking moves, but we would create chances consistently. We would be in the box consistently. And at the time, we didn't really have the quality. You know, now we've got one of the striker that we know who, if given the right service, is capable of scoring 15, 20 goals in League One. And we saw last season in like 30 starts, I think he had 13 goals or something like that. Um, if, if we have him fit going into the playoffs, you know, I dare say he maybe would have reached that 15-16 mark. I think he got 13 in the end, something like that, in Moisa. And I think it's just, you know, that Burton game was a perfect example because Burton were basically saying, go come and attack us. And we had all the space, we worked it well in the wide areas, but the final ball wasn't there. Um, so, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, we it's, there's certainly improvements in some areas um, and in, t- in terms of going forward, but it's just that clinical edge which we just seem to lack. And then I'll, I'll guess on the flip side, I'll, I'll bring bring this next point up of who who's actually to blame for this, uh, you know, in terms of the attacking third. Is it is it Manning? Is it the players? Are they, are we maybe setting up for failure? I know that that Bristol Rovers game, for instance, you know, it, that was wrong from the get-go. But in terms, if we want to look at the other end of the pitch in terms of defensively, 
we're not really conceding many chances at all. You think back to the Derby game, they had three shots and targets, scored three goals. Um, Cheltenham, I think, did they score a set piece or was that a penalty? It was a set piece, wasn't it? Yeah, set piece goal. Um, like, even go back to Shrewsbury, set piece goal. Um, it's at Wickham, set piece. It's a theme. And other than set pieces, it seems to be penalties we're conceding. But I don't remember many times where teams in, in the last, say, 10 games, where teams have carved through us and and to me that says that okay, well maybe we're we're setting up better. We're you know, we we're, we're tactically we're looking a bit better. But how much of that could be that the players aren't used to playing with each other and perhaps certain partnerships aren't working. Um so I think it's a weird one how you can because ultimately, you know, the buck does stop with the manager. But I do think he has corrected a lot of things and we are on the right track. However, are we on that right track fast enough and are we able to actually execute that final bit, which is the most important bit? I mean, sticking on that point for a second, didn't we have a similar sort of situation under Russ where we were, you know, over, I think structurally we were okay, but we were just conceding these really high XG chances and scoring or conceding loads of goals, sorry. Mm. So but we're not conceding that high XG chances. It's so even, penalties yeah. and set pieces, really. Yeah, I suppose in some managers' books, they are high XG chances the way they set up. But yeah, I get, mm. I get your point still. Yeah, I mean, Ross, what, what, what's your thoughts on you know you mentioned chance creation previously, but what what about the who's to we're not predominantly blame, but I mean, what are your thoughts on is it a, is it a mix of everything? Are we are we setting up to fail as, as Joe mentioned certain games, or is it what's your thoughts on it all? I think I think it's collectively as as a whole unit they're they're failing. To deliver, um, Joe mentioned about the penalties and the set pieces, but you've got to look how they got into them situations before. Um, cheap free kicks, I'm seeing way too much of them. Um, uh, not clearing your lines, and I don't know what Josh McEachern's thinking against Burton. And um, silly, silly, mis- silly mistakes like that. And yes, you can say um, that it's the player's fault, and I agree in them in in them scenarios. But then you can look at the performances of Port Vale, Bristol, Rovers, and say that's the manager's fault. So um, I think across the board of the season, there has been someone to blame at times. Um, but at the moment, I think um, just on the chances created um, scenario, I think it's a case of we saw Barry and Holland get in some really dangerous positions and they were travelling the ball so well on Saturday but it was just the final ball. They're just too early or they didn't look up. So there's a free man on the edge of the box or they didn't have, they didn't, they didn't back themselves in the, in, in that scenario. And I think at, at the moment, that's what this squad's struggling at, with at the moment. And that's belief. They don't believe in themselves enough in my eyes. And um, obviously some fans might disagree with me here. Um, my belief front, but I'm seeing a team pretty much with no confidence trying to play expansive football and it's just not working at the moment. And I think Burton and teams like that, we look a lot better against because they're sitting in low blocks. And then when we do come against a high block team, Plymouth, Peterborough, just off the top of my head, who high press, give you no time, we capitulate. So um, in terms of, yeah, we can look at the good performances and that. And I'm, I am one, and I, I really do hope it does work out for Manning. 
But at the same time, the proof's in the pudding. Um, I saw a league table of obviously um, a year year ago today, and we're sitting seventh. Um, we've got we've got, I think, near enough double, just over double the amount of points. Um, we've conceded more goals this year. I think it's another nine more on top of last year. Um, we've goals scored is the, the main issue for me. Um, is I think we've we've scored like fifteen less. So yeah, that's where I'm looking at at the moment. I'm not blaming the defense. I'm I'm looking at what we're creating in the final third, and it's just not enough. And Manning's talked about obviously on the training pitch and having that time, but everyone in this league um, has had the same time on the training pitch, so you can't really use that as an excuse. Also, at the same time, yes, we have had 14 new players in the squad, but how long does further does this excuse or that argument stand up for. Well, according to Manning, he's in the the early stages of building this squad, Ross. So that argument will be used for, well, if he's still in the job a long a long time, probably the end of the season, a minimum. Um, so, well, well, what I'm trying to get at is, and I know I'm not even thinking about it at the moment because of it is literally unthinkable. But Winkleman said, "League Two is the unthinkable," and. If we, on current form, carry on the way we are, we're we're getting we're we're going into that unthinkable situation. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the issue is with this question, and I know we we made the question ourselves, so maybe that's the problem. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Ross is right. There's a collective issue here, and no one is one hundred percent to blame, and that's why. To be fair, off the pitch and on the pitch, while we're in the state we're in, um, there's all this little bits of where, say, Manning has a has a set that he likes and it's consistent. Then there'll be player mistakes, as Ross said, where the players either believe themselves or they make a mistake and they lose confidence. To them, which we lose a few games after that. Then Manning thinks, "Oh, it's not working. I'll try and tweak it up a bit." Then we lose the system and the consistency, which is so important from last season's team in how they did so well. Um, and then yeah, and then I suppose also we, we we always forget this. I know we keep mentioning about the talent we had last season, but the spine of this team is completely ripped apart. I know, I know, coming in ISA, the tips of the spine are still there, but you know, Darling, Twine, and Coventry, um, very very good players, and uh, there's no we all, we obviously everyone knows that listening to this podcast, but I think we're starting to see um more than we ever thought how good those guys actually were especially Coventry um who let's face it Bradley Johnson is is no Connor Coventry um I'll say that for him so yeah we've, we've got no spine we've got no bottle about us um and yeah it, it's tough to watch every week right um and you know we I really have not gone to many games to like this season but from what I've seen it's I've been mean, out to be fair I've seen most of the cup games I've actually seen the better of us to be honest as opposed to the league um and even in the cup games, we're not we're not particularly looking great. We're just, I think, teams that us give us more freedom on the ball to with Devoy and Burns running through the pitch and scoring those chances. So, yeah, um, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, I think Ross mentioned about you know the penalties and stuff, and I think it's almost a, the players are almost trying too hard or they're nervous, and it's the penalties have basically all been the same. They've just been like trips just lunging in for the ball, just almost desperate to try and turn it around. And I think as well, when you look at the squad this season, 
you look at the players that we brought in who, let's face it, we figured would be instant starters and instant sort of, yep, yeah, you can rely on them. They're proven in League One. They're decent players. Robson, we've barely seen him. And there there's, must be reasons for that. You know, Nathan Holland, he's taken a long while to get going. And even now, he's not necessarily producing at what like he was at Oxford. Jack Tucker is sought after by championship clubs. We know that Redden tried to sign him, but they couldn't because of their embargo. Um, you know, these are players that have proven it in League One. And then you look back at players in our own squad, you know, come in. He's, he's, he's had some very good games this season, don't get me wrong. But overall, there's been, a, you know, I think it was, was it the Plymouth game? He threw one in. Uh, oh, I don't know actually. But there, you know, there's been a couple of times where it's, he's not been at his imperious best. There's been a couple of times where Harvey has flattered to deceive, um, and then McEachran is. He came back against Oxford, and I was like, right, here we go, he's back. We're we're on track. That's probably the only time I've actually been impressed with him this season. I think McEachran has been just a shadow of the man that we're used to seeing running that midfield. Um, and I think, you know, these are players that you look at and you're like, no, no, these these are our players that are going to be doing six sevens out of ten a week, every week. And we can rely on them and sprinkle in a few youngsters around them. But all of them have arguably been, you know, massively underperformed. I'd say, you know, and Mo, you know, we can't, ex- uh, and Manon said it himself, Mo, you can't expect the world from him because he's, He's he's not here. He, he he's he's literally played what started two or three games of football after being out for six months. <coughs> Excuse me, you can't expect the world from him straight away. And when when he has played, he has looked lively in spells. So that that is one positive. But I think it's um, you know, obviously we people a lot of people say that some of the players we've signed aren't necessarily ready in terms of maybe you know Burns at times has been. Not really, he's been decent in cup games, etc. But in the league, sometimes he's looked a little, not out of place as such, but a little quieter. Um, I think Devoy has really started to come into his own in, in one positive. But, um, you know, players like Matt Smith and Connor Grant, who have been really good in flashes, I think they're, because of players like maybe Bradley Johnson or Will Grigg, who we expect to be a certain level, because they're not necessarily performing, these players are having to start and almost have the pressure thrown on them straight away. Because um, if you look at the team, there's a few, there's a fair few... There's, you could probably field a whole 11 of players over the age of 23 that are experienced and have done it at this level before. But they're just not... They've just not been at the at the, at the standard, really, this season, I, don't, I think. So I think that's another factor where it just hasn't helped. Yeah, it almost feels like the club got... By not getting promoted, they almost effectively relegated themselves and just got really, got really deflated because we've not really seen a, a sort of uplift in results for me personally this season of like two or three games in a row not in the league anyway and as you said you know McKeck was a perfect example like his performance in the past couple of games have been well, since, well obviously yeah still games he came back he's been right but I mean Portsmouth and obviously Burton he was bloody dreadful I, 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 no, no, no way to put it really he's absolutely t- shocking um and, you know, he, he effectively cost us the three points against Burton. So, yeah, it's difficult. And I know Owen Owen Orford mentioned about, you know, people on Facebook saying about protests and leaving the ground. For me, 
like people are already leaving the ground anyway. Like half the Block Eleven lads we know are barely going to games anymore. So I know Ollie mentioned about the club's communication being pretty positive actually through the situation, which is really good. And he's probably the most credible person to speak on that, considering his position with the club in terms of that area. But I think the last thing we need is people not being at the stadium and not supporting the boys because they bloody need it, quite frankly. Um, and I know it's it's it's, it's, it's unfortunate with the Red Bulls have happening on Saturday and they can't push the game 12.30, but yeah, the boys need us, man. And who knows, like, we could... The next time we're at Stadium MK after Saturday, it could be a completely different situation going into Leicester. So, yeah, I, 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 would, I would strongly suggest against doing that and I'm sure that's the consensus on this call to be honest because none of us want to be leaving not watching the team that we support dearly and follow home and away I suppose all this gents it's it's been fairly negative but I suppose these, these last couple of questions you might have already touched upon but I'll, I'll ask them anyway what sort of direction do we think the club's going in terms of footballing perspective as as we've mentioned, you know, we feel like we've seen positive signs here and there this season, particularly in the cup games. Obviously, you know, we're at the FA Cup now, but we're still in the League Cup for at least for a couple more weeks. And of course, still in the Papa John's, despite people not really liking it too much. So obviously the league has could have been better. Um, that's fast damn sure. But Joe, where do you, where do we see say by the end of the season the the team being at, or even even shorter than that, maybe by the end of next month, who knows? I think we've got a squad that just isn't being getting the best out of at the moment. And whether that's the players themselves or the tactics, you know, something has got to give because either either the, the, the board deem it that a change needs to be made and then and the new manager comes in who possibly will get more out of these players or the players themselves, you know, the senior, this is mainly the senior players I'm aiming this at because they're the ones that we should almost be relying on, you know, that, that, you know, your Warrens, your Harveys, your McEachrans, you know, they're the ones that need to step up because and because we know they have the quality. You know, a lot of these have been at the top end of League One with us last season. You know, I know we mentioned about the amount of, um, you know, the, the spine perhaps, but in terms of pure numbers, there is still quite a few that were here last season. I feel, you know, it may be it gets a little bit worse before it gets a bit better. Who knows? Or maybe Manning grinds it out this next few months and, you know, we come out the other end of Christmas, uh, a new team reinvigorated. I feel like there's talent there and I just need think that we need to just really make sure we get the best out of it because there's so much to be said for, you know, how many times have we seen players at MK that have, been underused, underutilised, and they go to a new club and you think, oh, girl, how's he got that move? And then all of a sudden, he's best thing since sliced bread. You know, it's, and it's like, oh, why do we ever let him go? You know, it's there's clearly talent in a lot of these players and we've seen it in flashes. We need to see it consistently. I think that the main thing is, I think, you know, the atmosphere is just, in terms of the the vibe around the place, you know, results will improve that. And I know you mentioned about the off the field stuff, but I think, you know, they, they sort of go hand in hand. And it, I think that we just need a lift a bit. And yeah, I we've, seen, we've seen flashes, but I think it's it's getting to the time where, you know, right, okay, we, I'm all, I'm all, I'm completely understand the need of 
getting to know the team and you know you know there's been a lot of experimentation <laughs> we we we've seen a hell of a lot of that um but look let's let's you know as i say we i want him to do well whether whether or not he is the right man to do that i don't know but but i think we need to see something in this next sort of 6 weeks um you know coming up to christmas you know you've got christmas you've got what four to five games into a three week period you know that's that's ten percent of your season, so it's it's crucial that we just sort of pick things up. I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't think we'll go down because I think we have too much quality in this team. But the longer this goes on, the more the, the less confident I will be of keep keep repeating that. Um, you know, just to know, in recent, I know I keep saying about the performances, but you know, in recent performances we have been better. We've been creating more. Not not a lot, but we've been created more. We've been conceding a hell of a lot of less chances. So hopefully we can just crack these errors out. And hopefully we can actually, you know, hopefully Louis Barry can hit one off his bloody arse and it goes in because <laughs> goodness knows he's had enough chances. So yeah, let's oh god, you know, come on, let's get that positive positivity going. Um there's a lot wrong, but there's you know, it, it, it's a simple, you know, we've seen we've seen it. At, at times this season it doesn't take a lot for it to click but it's just about doing that consistently because as you mentioned it's that that two or three game run yeah it's uh you know it's the win at Charlton and it followed up by a decent result but then actually then all cup games came and everything got mixed up again we need to just get some of that consistency back I think what we're saying Duffy is it consistency for you and where do you see it going next sort of as Joe said six weeks and beyond that um it's, it's, it's an easy formula win football games. It's <laughs> um, hard, is it? There we go. <laughs> but, um, it's, you talk about the atmosphere. Well, the players haven't exactly like got the fans going. So oh, I no, think I agree, it, I it all starts on the pitch in my eyes in terms of like, we've seen some really poor performances. I know as three boys, we, we, travel, we travel home in a way most weeks. Um, and we do we do put some miles in, and at the end of the day, I think we mentioned this a few weeks back. We don't mind losing football games, but it's how you lose games. And like Barnsley, Barnsley, um, obviously from what I heard from you at Port Pompey, it's just like it's, there's a fundamental issue, and it's 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 a weird one because I I, I we are giving man in time, and I, I just feel like the club have put all their eggs in one basket. In terms of the these Irish players, and granted, obviously that they they're not proven yet, but we can see there's a glimmer of hope. And I just feel for them to turn around and say, oh, "Well, this this um, work isn't done in one transfer window." Yes, it's correct to to a degree, but at the same time, you haven't got that much time in League One, and if we're scrapping draws against Burton, who else? Who are sitting in relegation as well? It just it just seems like they're clinging on to practically nothing, and yeah, it's 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 a bit weird one because it's just as I said earlier, it's a collectively, it's just everything, and it just seems to add add on to one another, and it just seems so negative at the moment. And as I say, it's it's a strange one, and it's so frustrating because of we 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 failed to capitalize on last season momentum. And that's what annoys me the most is I wasn't expecting a hundred point campaign or 
promotion Someone this was. year because of I I knew what obviously all the departures could could have had done, but I, I don't expect it to be this bad if you ask me at the start of the year. But I think Joe mentioned about obviously um, like churning out performances and just getting points. But if we look into the new year, if you look at our fixtures, they're not pretty. If we can't beat these low block teams, we've got absolutely no hope against these high press teams. Yeah, there's only so long, I think, there's only so long I can cling on to imp- improving performances for before it then becomes a shit, we, we, we need to get some wins now. Um, but I think I, I still maintain, look, for me, just with the performances need to keep coming and the result, I believe the results will come because let's face it, that game against Burton when they offered next to nothing and we had so much of the ball, another day that could have been a 3 0. If there's more confidence, if, like Ross said, you know, when Barry and Holland get into the final third, maybe they take on that extra man and then it's a tap in, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and just, just a side note, I was just counting, I've just got this the squad photo up. We got 27 players. We have 27 players. And also, what, 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 oh, I'm... plus four goalkeepers, plus four, got 31 yeah, players. Uh, wow. Also, what I'm struggling to see at the moment is if you look at the bench, it's not the same bench every single week. He's chopping and changing and putting Dan Kemp in there, and he, we don't see anything of him. And then Coyote's on the bench, and then, uh, then Ayakoke, I, I haven't even seen him. I can't even remember the last time I saw him on the pitch. Um, and it's just a bit weird when he, we talk about chopping and changing, but he doesn't even know like a bench at the moment. It's, it's do, you reckon, do you reckon he's um he's boxing to keep people happy? Um, I I don't agree with having favourite players and that, but I think he's got players who he trusts a lot more than others. Every manager does, yeah. Um, you can tell that by Nathan Holland in my eyes. Um, Nathan Holland, previously, as Joe mentioned earlier, he hasn't been working, but. I think because of Manning's previously worked under him and he knows his potential and know what he can do, I think he's clinging on to that. Well, instead of dropping yeah, him. you know, you're right. And listen, I think I think we all know from when Dan Kemp signed, Nathan Holland signed, even Connor Coventry, to be fair, he was also going to pick players who he's worked with because he knows, or at least in theory, they know his system and know how he works. It makes perfect sense in business perspective. You'd do it in any other job. But for some reason in football, sometimes it just goes to shit, quite frankly. And I think we've seen an example of that right now. Also, but I'm just taking it off off the field for a second. If we if we do get another manager, what's that? We have we've had obviously Russ, we had Tisdale, we had Michichi, um Nielsen. I don't think it's as bad of a lot as a lot of other clubs, to be fair. And and Martin wasn't sacked. That no, was no, 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 no. I'm I'm on. just talking in terms of look how many managers we've had in like a short space of time. They they've just not consistently had. And I know I know obviously it was dire in some of them situations, and I I do get that. But I think you you could maybe question that side as well. Well, that's a Winkerman, right? Because that's why Sweetings yeah, in his Of course, role that's now. what I'm saying. Off yeah, the yeah. field, I'm, yeah, I'm questioning. Yeah. Sweetings picked one manager, and he's not. He didn't do a bad. No, no, job. no. That's why I'm not. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking it off Sweetie, the field man. because obviously yeah. I know Bobby Winkerman's probably got a part to say in that as well. Or and 
loads of people have have their say in the situation. So I'll let the listeners um, pick who they want to pick in in that situation. I think a lot of fans of Petty today want yes. to pick already, mate. <laughs> so I'll leave that there. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too much into a Fleetwood preview as such because we all know where Dons are in the situation. It's a must-win game, quite frankly. This this and Forest Green are must-win games. Really, every game is must-win at the moment, but this one especially. Um, what do we got? What do we want to see from Dons on Saturday, boys? Obviously, it's a game where you know we're it's a three p.m. one, so everyone's gonna rush back to get to see the England game. I missed the um the Holland Argentina game for the World Cup, so. You know, the people that are there are making a bit of a commitment to this side, considering they've not seen them win in a while. So, what do we want to see from them, and how do we think we get the three points in this one? Before we get started, if we lose, do you reckon Liam Manning, not will he, not do you want him to go, but do you think the decision will be made to part company with no. Liam Manning? No, oh, I, I do personally. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I think, think Jan- January is a bailout for him. I think yes. I think yes. I right, see. For me, January is a even Leicester. To be fair, I, I was saying to you boys in the chat. Um, I think Leicester's a fresh start. I think it provides a perfect opportunity for some younger lads to play a proper, a pretty good team. To be fair, in Leicester, a Premier League team, obviously, and we've seen the success of having cups this year. Um, this is our chance to again get more money for January, and. I yeah, if he loses this game, I I just I just can't see it. I really can't. If he keeps the job, then wow, I'll be I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. Yeah, unless it's like sort of like a massive injustice. Like if we lose and it's like a you know, I don't know, a massive injustice. Yeah, has gone on. But I mean, Manny's been blaming refs for months. So many. Let's be honest. He's been every other game he's been blaming a ref. Oh, decision. that's one of my pet hates. Blaming refs. To be fair, oh. I I Ross knows me, and I never blame refs normally. But on Saturday, there that that ref bottled a red card because he bottled a second yellow decision because the player he booked was booked a minute previously. Any other player, that's a yellow card straight away, and and unbel- and and Burton knew it as well because he was subbed within thirty seconds of that mm. challenge. Burton knew it as well. So just like yeah, that, on Saturday again, there was just these little things. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm clinging I'm clinging on to that. I'm clinging on to it. Right. Gents, three points. How do we get it on Saturday? Tell me. Can anyone tell me? Um score more goals than Fleetwood. Oh, that's yeah, the start. Thing is, I, I think I think the only way of Manning putting puts yourself in a glimmer of light or there's light at the end of the tunnel is is if we put goals past this Fleetwood side, I don't think a one nil is going to be doing enough in my eyes, because of that should pass that in my eyes. I just see that as a free ticket to the next game, and then if he loses well, that, that's, that's all that. he needs, mate, at the moment. But I think at the moment, I think at the moment, he needs a positive performance which is backed up, and that's not conceding any goals. That's several goals scored through quality. And I'm not talking deflections, set set pieces. Yes, you can say that's quality, but I don't want to be seeing that. I want to be seeing touches in the box and finishes from Mo, like we know he can do. Um I just So four own we, goals and two deflections, and we win six one and they score in the last minute, and you're saying he deserves to go, yeah? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> in hindsight, probably not. No. Come on, But at the same time, like we we did see our team on the front foot against Burton, but it came to nothing. And we talk about having a bit of purpose in our play. I think in the final third, we need to show that. And no matter what the team is on Saturday, they've got a hell of a massive point to prove in terms of winning at home comfortably and getting that, obviously, first win of the season at home on a Saturday. They do indeed. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I think the people there on, on Saturday are making a massive, massive commitment also. You know, it's been absolutely freezing. They're missing the World Cup game. Yeah, yeah. I think for, for all of us that are there, fair play. Just uh, here we go, Glad. Quick, another another quiz quiz question. Would you be pleased if the game is called off? <laughs> it's another MK Dodds game. For what, what you need in your life right for now? What? <laughs> a frozen What's a pitch. Boat? There's no chance in hell. Frozen pitch. I'm just you know a nice day in the pub watching the World Cup games. No, I'll be angry. Invariably get knocked out. So, I want my I want more... my five seventy pint. Do we need our more? Do we need more stress in our lives? Having having the prospect of Kylian Mbappe running at a forty-year-old Carl Walker, and you know, do we need that after we've just been beaten one-nil in a shit out of the way performance by Fleetwood? Probably, <laughs> probably what we're going to get. But no, I, I, I think we can. We we can do it. It's clear we we can. We just need to show what we've shown glimpses of this season. Yeah, and I think that goes to England also against France, who uh, that's a massive, massive game, massive, massive Huge. game. Huge. Yeah. So, we haven't had Liam's World Cup corner today, have we? We have not. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of been taken over by what the hell's going to happen in the next couple of weeks of Don's, to be honest with you, because, uh, well, a lot could change, right? We'll see what happens. But um, no, I'm sure next episode we'll chat a lot about World Cup, really. Obviously, it'll be just for the final well actually we'll, we'll record on thursday next week yeah so we'll we'll know who's in the final hopefully it's england um and if not then we'll, we'll preview the little, the little world cup final preview also with uh our don's recap on um on fleetwood and a look ahead to another trip to portsmouth which i'm sure we all can't wait to go back to after our last time there um driving duty for myself a full yeah, car yeah. no less as well a full car <laughs> <laughs> all right until then come on you don's The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.